pronounced Fisame and not Phil Zame. Oh, well, that's a thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott. Alongside me is Dan Peck. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And Chris O'Mealy. <laughs> we watched Blazing Saddles this week on Talking Talkies, and that movie's amazing. Please, I paid please check you that to movie. play some round. Jump around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. <laughs> the sheriff's a nit bong. What? The sheriff's near? Oh, Dag Nabbit, I said. I said the sheriff's a So, you guys are promoting another show on the Giant Media Ball? Is that where you're getting yeah. at here? Yeah. So, so where I can listen to other great shows like Wiggly's Book Club or The Pie Crust or We Talk Games or I could even hit start now. Yes. Yeah, it's you can like listen. a giant ball made up of media. But without fleas, right? Guaranteed no fleas. No fleas Woo! at all. So if, they were to, if people were, were listening and go to giantmediaball.com right now, they would see all this awesome stuff. Media, media. Balls. Balls, balls, balls. <laughs> Chant for balls. We've got the biggest media balls of them all. But we've got the biggest. Indeed. All right, guys. So wrestling happened this week, and uh, LOL, almost my entire hit list comes from two shows. But hey, you know, when that's what's good for the week, that's what's good for the week, you know? You didn't you know see what I'm saying? the new beginning in Osaka. I did not, but that's okay because Dan is going to talk about that. Let's start off with the hit list. All right. Number 10. Number 10. There was a big, big scandal this week when Seth Rollins' account got hacked and nude pictures of him and a developmental diva surfaced that he's apparently cheating on his fiance with, and it was a big deal. It was his, I believe it was his Twitter and his Instagram. That got the hack job. And his Twitter is connected to his WWE Universe page on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, That's where I saw the offending, well, the first offending picture. I I saw Which did not offend me at all. Yeah. I saw one of the pictures and I was not offended. I was actually quite enthralled by it. But anyway, uh, the reason this is on my hit list is not because this happened, but because. But because of his penis. And no, I did not see oh. that, although that is one of the questions this week from listener Jason Shin, who wanted to know if any of us looked at the Rollins pick. And the answer is a resounding no. No. Well, let's ask that question no. later and we can elaborate we on should, it. We should have Wiggly's old clip on where he said no and there's no. And stuff. <laughs> Big old echo. Um, there's a Michael Scott clip about <laughs> that picture that would probably be appropriate here. Well, that's if you actually see it. (laughs) Which I did not. So the reason this is on the hit list is because WWE recognized it for what it was. They recognized it as the fact that it got hacked. They know that it was not necessarily his fault. They're still going to give him a fine, reportedly, because they just they have to do something about it. But they're not going to just fire him. They're not going to take away his money in the bank. They're not going to do anything stupid like that. the internet went crazy about the fact that they're like, I hope Seth Rollins gets fired. Because yeah, it'll make fact, them right about saying he's going to get released. And yeah. not get I even I even heard I even heard a feminist comment about this, about how, like, 
if it's good for the gander, it's good for the or it's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. I don't know who said it. Somebody sent it to me. Oh, I know. But who said it. It, it was um, a little. Oh, okay. Well. Anyway, but like. One of the big points that people are trying to make was like, well, there were divas who did nudes while they were under contract, and how come they didn't get fired? Exactly the point, though. Maurice did nudes while she was divas champion, and she kept her jobs. But those and are she... public distribution nudes. Yeah, this is somebody's account that got hacked. That he just happened to have something bad on it. I mean, remember when the iCloud got hacked? Everybody flipped out about that. They're like, they invaded our privacy. Well, you know what? Then don't put the picture up there to begin with. This is somebody being sexy for his lady, and that's tasty, what tasty privacy invasion. Oh my God! After Ryback said "tasty, tasty Seth Rollins," we finally learned about that this week. Oh Jesus! Oh God, oh, God I forgot all about that. Delicious I suddenly Seth have Rollins. A, I suddenly have a uh, desire to eat lots of sausage. <laughs> um, I don't. But anyway, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Okay, this is only speculation at this point. But there is talk that John Cena is going to become the new Bruno San Martino on oh. the card, <laughs> meaning that he will still be featured. He will still have a big time feud, but he won't always go after the championship because they can use the Fucking championship. Finally. <laughs> they can use the championship to elevate other people, and it doesn't have to be Cena. Guess what? Three years too late. <laughs> but here's the thing. John Cena can always be your go-to guy to go back and put the title on when you have an emergency. And nope, here's the never again. Just a break flare. What was it, all right, 15 all right. times in a lifetime? Yeah, he's 15. Yeah, 15 times in a lifetime. But you know what? That's good because Cena doesn't need the title anymore. He just doesn't. And everybody who feuds with Cena can benefit from it as long as it's not a typical LOL Cena wins thing. Which is funny look, because... Look how I care about Rusev now. <laughs> yeah. And look at look at how much Bray Wyatt got elevated with his feud with Cena. Everybody was like, oh my god, I can't believe Cena won the first match. It didn't matter though. Bray looked awesome. Bray benefited from that feud. Well, he also... Cena won the last match, but since then Bray Wyatt actually... Bray Wyatt is someone I want to talk about in this week's shows a little bit later, but uh, we'll get to that. Actually, you guys will talk about it now, if you want okay. to. Well, Let's talk about Bray. You know, uh, everyone goes, oh, Roman Reigns, God looks strong. No one looks stronger right now than Bray Wyatt on WWE TV. Right, and it's, it's yeah. so cool that they're doing this because of the rumored WrestleMania match, if that can happen. But, like, at the same time, even if it doesn't happen... Bray looks great, and they can just give a feud to anybody, and they're gonna be- they're actually gonna benefit from the feud with Bray now. Right. Um, I mean, the last it was Raw and SmackDown last week. He was against Dolph Ziggler, and it wasn't just that he won. It was the the pacing of the match. It was the drama within the match. It was great. Everything. He dissected his opponent, and uh, he dissected him piece for piece, and really broke him down. Right. It was like a chess match, and then he buried him. And, yeah, and if you're stupid, you think he buried him. And he, um, especially the first time, or no, both times, he he hit the sister Abigail like literally out of nowhere in a high intense paced finish. And this week on SmackDown, he took on our Truth, and yeah, I know our Truth isn't gonna win the match, but 
it was What's a competitive. Up? They made a competitive match, and it works because it, it was actually like what you bring the best out of both of those guys. Now you can use our truth to put someone else over, or you could even do something with him. God forbid. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. It's the pot where we crank it up. Here we go. But. Yeah, Bray Wyatt is one of the he he's one of the strongest looking talents on the roster right now, and that I feel like his feud with Ambrose. I mean, that did a lot of it, um, but the Royal Rumble. Ever since then, he's been on absolute tear. Right. Um. You know what? We might as well move on to number eight. Goddamn. Number eight. Because number eight was going to be Bray versus Dolph two on Raw this week, and yeah, I mean, he lo- he looked great. End of story. He just hashtag stong. <laughs> All right, uh, number seven. Number seven. We're going to move on to something that happened on NXT this week. They did their another takeover special. This one was called Rival, where they had the little arrival thing, and then they edited it out to say Rival. And they had an awesome opener between Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze. And I want to talk about this match because... It was added during the pre-show. <laughs> yes. Um... To me, Hideo and Breeze are two guys on the NXT roster right now that were in a little bit of a floundering position. They're both recognized as being big deals to the brand because they're both utilized in that way. But there's, it's one of those times when there's, yeah, there's so many other good talents that are getting the spotlight. They needed something to do, so they put them in a feud with each other. And I think it works out really well. On the one hand, you have Hideo Itami, who is the international sensation, and Tyler Breeze, who is... He pretty much has everything needed to come up to the main roster. And you have two guys that don't have a program, so why not make a program for them? And this is easily a program that can build itself, because Breeze's gimmick is that he hates uggos. All he has to do is rip on Hideo for being ugly. For being a slant eye. The only problem with bringing uh, the only problem with bringing Breeze up to the main roster is he looks like Muppet Baby Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, but he'll still benefit on the main roster. The only problem with Breeze on the main roster is six to twelve inches. Jeez, God, isn't that a Seth Rollins problem? I don't know. We'll have to ask some of our listeners. Apparently, they saw the picture. You know, uh, you know what happens if you Google Seth Rollins on the internet? <laughs> you find Tyler Black matches? Yeah, you know what happens if you Google <laughs> China on the internet? I find old Attitude Era matches. I find an encyclopedia and Wikipedia articles about the country China. We can't have that. Yeah, you can't look up that country. But uh, I thought Hideo and Breeze was a great opener. I think they worked really, really well together. Kicky guy versus kicky guy. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the GTS like I thought they were going to do because they had the big tease for it. That, that's the new spot. That is the GTS spot, is a tease. Yeah. They've done it multiple times now. I like it because it's going to be a GTS. It's going to be a huge pop when he hits it. It's an NXTs. Oh. All right, let's move on to number six. Number six. So we got our next Hall of Fame inductee named, and it was Rikishi. Rikishi. Now, I'm a bad man, bad man. 
I'm going to address the one issue I had with their promotional video for Rikishi and the fact Put a little they, ass on it. <laughs> no, not that. That would have been awesome, though. It was the fact that they only focused on his run as Rikishi and like there was no Fatu, no Samoan hit squad. Like there was no Sultan so, or SWAT team. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. SWAT team. That's it. Um, there's so much more to his career than just his last run as Rikishi, which is just why he's getting this nod. Rikishi. You, yeah. you're, you're just mad because you know what's going to happen at WrestleMania now. Because all the of a sudden, face. Brock, no, Brock's going to get hit with a sledgehammer from a, from a limousine, and we're going to find out he did it for The Rock. Yeah, it's cousin I, Roman. And I want to address this. I already saw, I saw uh, a bunch of rage about Rikishi. Roman, whatever. I saw a bunch of rage about Rikishi going into the Hall of Fame all because he's going in before The Rock. And I'm, I'm kind of sick of that because I'm sick and tired of people judging it by like people who go in before other people. Here's the deal. Macho Man's going in this year. He's the headliner. Rock will not go in because Rock will be a headliner. Like Rock's not going to go in the same year as a guy like Taker because right. those are going to be headliners. spread out the inductions. Right. You can't just make it one entire Hall of Fame class be nothing but potential Star headliners. Power. Yeah. Well, 05 was the closest to it. Yeah. 05 and, uh, well, Bruno's year had Bob had uh, Bob Backlund. Backlund could have been a headliner. So could uh, so could a Foley, in my opinion. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing with the Hall of Fame. It's bullshit Vince McMahon ego stroke job. So if you're going to complain about it, complain about it the right way. That is also inside yeah. of his head. There's no real Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> Drew Carey is in a hallway corridor down Vince McMahon's brain. You remember the Hall of Fame used to just be a picture of Andre on Vince's wall. Yeah, pretty much. You know what? I think that Hall of Fame song needs to have its lyrics sung by Vince. Can we bring him in here? There he is. N-words at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, Vince. No, that's not what getting, we we're going for. It's getting cleaned. <laughs> no, Vince, that is not what we were looking for. Oh, I have no idea what you're looking for. Never mind. Get out. <laughs> All right. And uh, the next rumored inductee is going to be Larry Zabisco, who is a legend in the sport. So good for him. He, he I was won't never- be through till he gets down. He gets done. <laughs> Beating up Scott Ledoux. <laughs> he's got a. He's he's too busy in Larry Land right now. He's too busy like building the new superstars of the world down in Florida. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a busy man. He's too busy believing in wrestling. Because if you, if you're friends with him on Facebook, like every month he puts out his months worth of stuff he's doing, and he's got like three days off during the whole month. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he uh, he always invited me to his I Believe in Wrestling shows, and I actually messaged him one time, and I'm like, hey, are you inviting me to come just as a fan, or are you, like, looking for some workers? And he goes, you're a worker? I'm like, okay, so, no. <laughs> so, well, that, that's one way to answer that. He's like, oh, I already, I already got enough staff, but thanks anyway. I'm like, okay, thanks, Larry. Do you need a heel ring announcer? <laughs> yeah, really. I got sunglasses. Oi, 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 oi. Number five. Number five. I care about Rusev right now because of this feud with John Cena, and I think they're doing oh, a we really good job with that. this. Yeah. I, no, I, I do. I think they're doing a great job with this feud. I think it's... This is the most over Rusev has been. And honestly, at the... 
the way they've built him up, I know everybody's like, oh, LOL, Cena's going to just stop him. When he does, he's going to bury him. I don't think... Uh, I don't think Cena beating Rusev is going to hurt Rusev's momentum at this point because of the way they've built him. Not only that, but everyone that I see, um, at least talking on the internet, and yeah, it's the internet, um, seems to think that this feud is boring. And I think it's anything but boring. I think this what's, is the... Yeah, well, what's boring about it? Like, what, what about the last, how long, year of Rusev's career where it was just... Feud against America, Rusev wins. Feud against America, and Jack Swagger beat had Jack a little... Swagger, beat Jack Swagger, yeah, beat, beat Jack Show, Swagger, beat Jack Swagger, beat Mark Henry, beat Big Show, beat Jack Swagger again, beat, beat Mark Henry and Big Show so badly that they <laughs> now they're both off. on my side. Yeah, like <clears throat> Mark Henry cries over America and how much he loves it. <laughs> the the video was really cool because it was all like John Cena's accomplishments and all the times he got beat down. But then John Cena comes out and he gives like the he gives the super hype John Cena promo, but he does it as like about to fall asleep John Cena though. So it was a con- it was my Cena doing your Cena's <laughs> promo. promo. Yes, okay. my Cena, my Cena and me. He totally was because he was like, "I'm gonna kick your ass." That's right. All of America is gonna come up behind me, and they're gonna rise up. The odds. And they bought their ticket, and they bought their ticket to watch me take the United States Championship back from you. Turn it back into That's a lot of America. Bologna farts and mustard. <laughs> it was tater tots. Chicken nuggets and tater tots. <laughs> I, I love, love chicken, chicken nuggets and tater tots. But it was, I love chicken nuggets and tater tots. I think we need to bring WrestleFeast Theater back with another sequel to uh, the John Cena tater tot deal. If I could ever remember, like, the name of that story. I guess you could go for, like, a a word search on all fan fiction sites. (laughs) For for tater tots and and John Cena? Tater tots. How many fan fictions do you believe feature chicken nuggets and tater tots? Not enough is the answer. <laughs> the Ronald McDonald love story. Do not click. If you have to seriously search through them, I would be surprised. <laughs> Give me a tots. Kicks his pocket. Oh man, we got we got to get that archive online so people can go back and hear these old episodes. Oh, I would love that to see that too. If WWE, if Rusev had like a a pocket full of tater tots and John Cena just kicked it, you gonna finish those tots or what? Gosh, sorry about your damn tots. <laughs> But yeah, Rusev, what was it? Rusev, like, poked him in the eye and rammed him face first into the uh, video screen. Yep. Oh, yeah, so back to Rusev. So now Uh, he has two bad eyes, right? Okay, he's like, John, you can't see me! Which which I actually laughed during Rusev talking. When Rusev was talking, I was just imagining it being Heyman saying the same things. (laughs) Your time is up! Like, uh, your time's up, John. You can't your see time is me. Up. <laughs> you can't smell me. <laughs> Actually, we all can. Dude, I think I can smell him. You don't want to. And I live all the way over here. Anyway, uh, is it time for number four? 
Uh, number four is Stingception when oh. Triple when Triple H calls out Sting so he can call out Sting. Oh, this was so. Some of it was so well done, though, and some of it was oh, well, not. All right, so well, hold on. I, I, the theatrics were perfect, but I want to talk about the logic for the segment, which was <laughs> imperfect. Triple wait, wait. H is going to call out Sting at Fastlane Vroom Vroom Vroom! And so he goes out on Raw and to call calls him out, out to Sting call him out. so he can call him out. He, he wanted to have view. a face-to-face for a face-to-face. <laughs> that was a, so a free funny. face-to-face. And, uh, what was ridiculous is it looked like freaking Steve Mongo McMichael was dressed in a sting outfit back in the day. Yeah, I came behind him. Was that Heath Slater people. for reals? Yeah, I've I heard, heard, I heard Heath Slater, and then I heard Cody Hawk as a you know. Cody but that was guy. oh my god, why the ponytail? That was terrible. But the the um the cues to the audience with the spotlight were awesome. The crow, and then the light hitting was good. And I, <laughs> I marked out because for a second when it, it goes Triple H, I swear I thought I said I agree, not I accept. And I marked the fuck out. That would be awesome. I hope. I liked. I liked in the I video. I hope they bring when, that up. I liked in the video when Triple H is like doing his weekly talk with Michael Cole, and then all of a sudden, Michael oh yeah, superimposed a face paint on him. That was really cool. That was cool that was too. Cool. But who, so, uh, who wins in the in the battle of the pedigree versus the I agree? <laughs> God, pedigree versus I. Agree. I think Sting needs to at least win one match in WWE, right? I'm sure that Sting will go over because he probably isn't wouldn't agree to do the match. That's like really my first match in WWE, and I have to job to Triple H. Well, this sucks. Well, I mean, I think that's where the feud is headed in the long run. Is I destroyed all of WCW, and finally someone goes over on him. <laughs> Do you remember in back in the day when they did the the Sean Triple H feud in like 2003, and Sean won the title, and then there all the dirt sheets were like Triple H let it happen because he's like, well, Sean. Now you will be a job. <laughs> Do you remember when Triple you H... You will be a job. Do you remember when Triple H's promos consisted of, I've beaten everyone from WCW named one by one? Yep. I've beaten everyone. Booker T, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Scott Steiner. I've Triple H's all. WCW burial tour was ridiculous. Yes. Oh, man. I still miss when we would play the WWE games online and we would just have Triple H-ception and just have Triple H defeating all versions of The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. The triple Triple H team versus the triple Undertakers. <laughs> and we made sure that all three Triple H's went over. We're like, we just had Triple H's wet dream match. And then we did the uh, six-man one time, so the Triple H's had to eliminate each other. Yeah, that was when you were doing the running commentary when I hit the pedigree. No, 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 no. Counter. Holy shit! <laughs> Back body drop. Yes. Uh, running commentary. If any of you guys are ever lucky enough to play the 2K games with Pat and I, make sure you get in there when there's a Triple H match happening. And Triple we'll, H matches. Uh, we'll bring you in to the if commentary. You, if you ever get to watch a pay-per-view with us, too, Triple H matches are a fun time. Yes. <laughs> Every time he's on the offense. Yes. 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 Counter. No. No. Counter. No. 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 
No, I was just Holy kidding. Shit. Just... If he gets hit with a finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I regret this, Austin. <laughs> so, and, any of you Club K Fabians that are listening to this right now, if I do have my WrestleMania party this year and Pat makes it down and you make it down, get ready for fun because the Triple H Sting match will have nothing but our running commentary. Yes. Yes. All right. I agree. <laughs> All right. I'll play Sting for that one. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. No, but is that when he's pissed when he's actually on the defense because he was pissed <laughs> off about that? Yes, I agree. You know? God. I agree. Oh, no, we'll just have to figure that out. Number three. Number three. <laughs> LOL. The top three are all about NXT this week. Um, I'm just going to say Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. N- Demon Balor. Demon Balor. Demon Balor. It doesn't work. Not as well, but he no. is Demon Balor. Demon I wonder, Finn. What are you going to do? Go you, I mean, you could get in there with Finn Balor, but you could get in there with Demon Balor. You know, I so, wanted two memes from that pay-per-view, and those are Kane looking at Demon Balor, and it says, that's my boy, and Brock looking at Kevin Steen and says, that's my boy. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, what did you guys think of this match? Who's Kevin Steen? Oh, yeah. Owens. Um, Adrian Neville versus Balor was probably my favorite match of the show, but the match that followed that, the women's match and the main event were awesome as well. But um, I, I feel like there was just this sense of, um, much like the Sami Zayn Adrian Neville match, there's like a sense of reality to it where you just you feel these competitors are really trying to, to best each other. It doesn't feel like a quote like fake wrestling match. It feels very high intense. Uh, it feels like there's a lot on the line, more so than any WWE matches usually have because the outcomes are much more predictable on the bigger stage. Right. And plus, you know, it was an exceptional wrestling match. Counters, psychology, you know, a lot of stuff that's missing sometimes. Face paint. Well, yeah. And uh, I believe it was Siobhan Ferguson that pointed out how there were people raging over Balor's face paint just because it was too similar to the one that he did last time. Who cares? It's something he does on the NXT events for right now. The the uh, Pupavas. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When it, and that's the thing. It's He's going to have awesome matches, like he had the awesome match with Hideo Tommy the week before, but when he comes to the event, he brings he brings a more ferocious style when he wears the face paint. So I like that transition. Is like if you're booked against Finn Balor at one of the NXT pay-per-views, you yeah. better prepare. You better you're gonna up face your game on Balor. Big time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Albert. You think I'm the Finn be it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Demon Balor. You know what that means? Using too much gas in his car. You forgot to ring the doorbell again. No, this is uh, Jason Alberts. I kind of sound like racist Vince. Oh, sorry. Well, you don't have to ring the doorbell then, but thanks for doing it. Hey, hey, uh, Jason, uh, do you see Finn every day? Every single day. Uh, Where do you see him? Uh... Are you trying to dig for something here? I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> you see him every day at the performance center? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Every single day at the Performance Center. Bubbles, bubbles. Oh, my God, bubbles. <laughs> your, your catchphrase, your commentary catchphrase in NXT. Bubbles. This guy has been working in the Performance Center every day. God. Bubbles in the Performance Center. Bubbles. Oh, man. It could be worse. He could be Alex Riley. Anyway. Alright, number two. Number two. You have a new NXT women's champion and her name is Sasha Banks. Had a dream I hadn't made it. Uh, uh let's just let's say just this say match right here. Uh, uh gives a lot for women in the industry all around, all around to look at. I think what NXT is doing right now is so so different from even what TNA tried to do with their women and what WWE on the main roster does with their women right now. And to <laughs> Which see is the, not a lot. No, and to see, you know, top rope, belly-to-belly suplexes, to see Charlotte, who has... You know, when, when I start, first started watching NXT, I was like, well, what's, I don't understand the big deal about Charlotte, but she undoubtedly proved herself with her title run, and everyone around her has looked like gold because of it. So I, I give a double thumbs up to this women's match. I saw a meme and a boner up that had uh, uh, Balor and and Neville and they're shaking hands after the match and it says uh, follow that <laughs> yeah. and the next picture is Sasha Banks holding up a title and it says K. <laughs> I did see that. That was awesome. <laughs> but has has there been a women's match on the NXT events that has not been as good if not better than their male counterparts you know what since i've started watching nxt which was when i got the network so pretty much almost a full year of watching nxt i have only ever seen one bad women's match on nxt and one half of that match was eva marie it was literally the only That's bad fair. women's match I've ever seen. I have never seen any of these girls have a bad match, and that includes Blue Pants. Was that, like, the one time she came out and posed on, like, a question mark box from Mario for no reason? Yep. No, she had a match with Bailey, and it looked awful. Poor Bailey. Bailey's so talented. Yeah, and, like, all four of the girls in this match made everybody on the main roster with the exception of like Natty Page and to some extent Brie Bella made them all look like garbage like (laughs) the girls that are up there right now they're kind of focusing it more on like okay well let's use the Bella Twins and actually get them over by giving them a real match you know what made Nikki Bella or excuse me Brie Bella look like garbage the writing team (laughs) Yeah, that's true. She because was, rewind the clock back to SummerSlam, where she was practically, or was she co-main event with Stephanie? She was. She was, and she was the most over female on the roster. And then they did this storyline, which had legs of making her Nikki's assistant, and then they just dropped it. They're like, "Oh well, they've been together this whole time." Why? I, is there some? Yeah, sort there of was reason? no conclusion to it. But is there some that, sort of a reason we should know about? Like, why did that happen? But that's what pisses me off. Like, people are always saying, "Oh, 
nobody takes the women on the main roster serious anyway. Well, if you're not writing stuff to make us care about them, we're not going to take them seriously. Right. And Go- why does Daniel Bryan not give a fuck about all the terrible shit his wife is doing? <laughs> yeah, they just they ignored all that, and it's so stupid. It's all missed opportunity. Go back to <laughs> SummerSlam and tell me that your women aren't over when Brie Bella again was semi main eventing against Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, and you there know was, what? There they was just two women's aired. matches every pay per view in that in, during the summer. Yeah, they just aired the episode of Total Divas where they focused on the match that Brie and Nikki had in at Hell in a Cell, and it was crazy to go back and look at how over they were and how much people were going nuts for Brie and popping for her buck 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 buck, which is back by the way. I thought of Dan as soon as I heard that. I'm like, Dan's going to be happy this week. But yeah, it was. it's crazy how what a squandered opportunity that was. And the Bell Twins are the top girls in WWE. They're the highest merch sellers. They're the most over names. Why wouldn't you do more with them? It makes no sense. And then well, people are like, oh, well, they don't care about women's wrestling. Well, no shit. You're not doing anything with them. Now they're doing this stupid thing with Paige about how she's so pale and stuff. And she has no <laughs> friends. Even though on Total Divas, it's all about how she's like best friends with freaking Alicia. With fucking and everybody. With everybody. Yeah. But they're like, well, you ha- hey, have you guys watched Total Divas? She has no friends. Like, the fuck? And then they did like the, other the best Nikki, friends. The yeah. Nikki World Order <laughs> last week where you're like, let's spray tan you. Man, the Nikki World Order. I love that. I think that might be the title of the show. The Nikki World Order. <laughs> Did you notice too um, the way she's dressed? They're trying to turn Nikki Bella. At least this is how I feel. They're trying to turn her into Kim Trash Can Kardashian. That's exactly yeah, I where they're going. I, I think, yeah, I think that is what they're doing with it. And, like, I get that. If that's what they want to do with the Bellas, make them like the Kardashians, where they're the stuck-up, there's the stuck-up overbearing celebrities. And that's what the Bella Twins were when they made their initial heel turn anyway. But, like, they they did such a great job building them as individual characters just to squander it away and be Bellas again. Right, and I feel, like, I feel the worst for Brie Bella out of it, because I thought she was, she was a top babyface on the roster as a whole for a while. I mean, go go back and watch SummerSlam and look at the pop she got. Right. That pop rivaled any other face on that show. And not only that, I mean, you would, you attach her as um, a couple on TV with Daniel Bryan, and it's, like Dan said, they, they don't even acknowledge it anymore. But you do that, and you have, suddenly you have a male who your male demographic and your female demographic can either relate to or like, and a female by proxy that they can like or relate to. Right. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. Well, you know what? We don't have room for two women's matches on the pay per view. You guys just don't uh, don't understand how to how booking works. You and your friend Mark Whatever. need to understand. We have yeah, three whatever. hours of TV, but we only have room for one women's segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to my favorite thing of the week. Number, Number one. Number one. We have a new NXT champion, and his name is Kevin Owens. And I loved the way they did this match. Ref stoppage. Because ref stop, stoppage. stop, he's already dead. My client yes. ref stoppage. Yep. I love that Simpsons meme that Monty posted. 
<laughs> Stop! He's already dead. Like I knew he was. He stopped the match, and I'm like, I knew they were gonna do the DQ finish, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, no, wait a minute, it's a rest stoppage. I'm like, no, he won the belt, and like I marked out for that because I thought that was brilliant. It yeah. went from something I thought was predictable to something I didn't see coming, and I love it. See, and some people I, I saw, they're like, this wasn't as good as the Iron Match in Ring of Honor. Well, here's the thing, okay? They told their, a story in this match. first fucking match. Relax. They, but they told a totally different story than those matches. For the style they wrestled, for the and the story that they told, it was absolutely perfect. Um, Sami Zayn is a... I mean, last, last time at the the match with Neville, he told an awesome story about how like it was his chance, it was his time, you felt it, just like I was t- talking about before with him and uh, Balor on this show. Those guys tell great stories. Uh, Sami Zayn looking glassy-eyed. He basically, he took the, they took the Lesnar and John Cena storyline from Summer, or match from SummerSlam and put it on a smaller scale, but in the same time, I enjoyed it more. Um, and I, f- I felt like this is instant heat for a guy like Kevin Steen because, you know, it wasn't important to him to get the one, two, three. It was important to him to literally brutalize the champion so bad, his his own friend. And I like the fact that they put this whole thing in the storyline where it was it was about Steen's family, protecting his family. And, and like, you can kind of relate to that a little bit, you know? So there's, there's a relatable aspect to Steen or Owens, but you still... Yeah. You still hate. I need. I need to be a dick to you because it's what's best for me. Right. Well, not even me. It's 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 yeah, him being it's selfish, fit. but making himself seem selfless. It's great. Right, and that and that works so well. And what's cool is that after he won the title, like, and Sasha did the same thing when they won the title. You could tell they were trying to stay in character, but they at one point they're just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna emote over this because this is amazing for me," and then went right back to being in character. And I like that because it shows how important this is to the performers. And I think that's what makes NXT stand out so much. But after after that, the brutal display. I mean, of course, Zayn's gonna want a rematch down the road, but like you gotta think. As far as storyline goes, who on NXT would want to challenge him after that? Because he right. just brutalized the champion, and it wasn't enough to get a three count. It wasn't enough to have we're gonna him need, bleeding. We're going to need a, We're going to need a demon. We're going to need a demon Valor. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to need the demon Valor. Oh and if man! Can't and do it. Send the gay biker after him. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Gay biker, biker. For, hey, look what wasn't on my hit list for the week. Oh, wait till we talk about that. All right. Well, let's oh, let's start talking you, about their no DQ match that didn't need yeah. any. DQ. Well, let's let's talk about a couple of quick topics here that our listeners wanted us to discuss. Uh, Dan Dahl pointed out that during the promo that Cena did with Rusev, he kind of reverted back to the Cena of old, a little bit more swearing, a bit more of the hip hop style, and he's like. I don't know if this was a new bulletproof style promo, but oh, it was you mean really, really talk cool. John Cena. Yeah, it was Dan Cena, but it was Pat Cena doing the talking. <laughs> he put um, a little uh, N word in it. Uh, what is with you? Why won't you ring your doorbell? Sorry, I, uh, he put a little N word in it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for repeating yourself. So when you ring the, the bell, out. you say it louder. <laughs> yeah, so get the hell out. <laughs> <It's> just... 
Um, of course, we got questions about if any of us saw the pictures. Uh, Chev asked if any of us thought that they would actually quietly release that NXT girl simply because she hasn't debuted yet. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think she hasn't even debuted. And again, it was they were private photos. So I really don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And of course, Jason Shin wants to know if any of us saw the penis. No. Nope. No, I did not. Nope. You know why? Didn't care. Yeah. You know why? It's not really heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's going to be counterpoints to that. Oh, like, they posted a dick pic of him, so when I saw anything Seth Rollins, I didn't click. And I mean, I screwed this like, other chick on the side, but this dude, totally gay. <laughs> yeah. I never... <laughs> I never... Um, even went looking for the picture of the girl. The only reason I saw it is because somebody sent it to me. Oh, it's somebody I saw it because it was the very top thing on my Facebook feed. Just the tip of your Facebook? <laughs> God. All right. Fuck, fuck. Here's an... Fuck, 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 fuck. Reboot. Uh, Nikki World Order. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest, the, the greatest divas in wrestling nikki world order god could you imagine a diva nwo <laughs> led by nikki N- N- new diva order <laughs> bounce, bounce, bounce. uh glenn kukin watched the triple h promo where he called out sting agreed it was extremely well done and he's like do you think this will definitely lead to a mania match with the answers we get at fast at fast lace vroom 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 you know what they've even put in the rooms now? <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you for that, Glenn. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely going to lead to a Mania match, and I'm actually pretty excited for it. I know a lot of people are still hung up on wanting that Sting-Taker match, wait, but wait. listen. <laughs> the whole point of this face-to-face is so ridiculous. Not only was there, like you said, a, uh, a want for a face-to-face for the face-to-face, but the face-to-face... Actually, it's a heel to face, but um, the the whole point of it is Triple H has already said you could either never show up in WWE again, or basically I'm kick your ass. Like, so yep. what's Sting gonna do? He's gonna say, "I agree, I'll never show up again." Bye. <laughs> I I accept this match for a future episode of SmackDown. Here here go my merch deals, Next my Hall event. of Fame, my not, DVD not set. Bye. God. All right. <laughs> He's going to be like Matt Hardy arrested. He's like, catch me in TNA. <laughs> All right. Um, we have three more points here, but only one of them is related to the shows. So I'll do that. Then I'll let you guys talk about what you want to talk about. Andrew Whitaker asked if we think WWE is going to capitalize on the backlash that Reigns got from the Rumble and popularity of Brian to actually switch Reigns over to a heel. Or do you think this is only going to be like a more heelish type persona while he's in the program with Brian? Got a question? Do you, do you watch the wrestling? Um, I, I think that's definitely what the. Well, I think they're trying to do two things actually. I think they're trying to create a divide between Brian fans and Roman Reigns fans because now we're getting this weird thing where Daniel Bryan's getting booed because some fans think, well, it's not fair. Roman Reigns won fair and square. And he doesn't have any right to challenge him to but a match. He didn't win fair and square. 
I know. The Rock helped him win. <laughs> and also, and Brian's not got mad a, about it at all. And Brian's got a legit claim to the title because he never got a rematch yet. So, it actually, it all works out. But I like what they're doing because I don't view it as necessarily him being more heelish. I just view it as an expansion of his character. And that's why I'm much needed expansion of his character. Yeah. And I'm into I'm into what Roman Reigns is doing right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the dynamic of where they're going with this. So kudos to them. Hey, kudos to them right now for making me care about Roman Reigns and Rusev. Now, if only they could have done that with the Bella Twins. We'd do you be know good. what the best thing that happened to WWE was after the Royal Rumble? Nobody they didn't, have a, they didn't have a live Raw? Yes, a snowstorm was the best yeah. thing to happen to WWE since the yeah, Rumble. Yeah, because Roman would have gotten eaten alive. <laughs> well, that, and they, they, they had, you know, suddenly they had, they had time to actually yeah. put things together, yeah. To think about where this would go. But um, the boos are getting louder for Brian, and it's weird because they'll, they'll cheer for Roman Reigns one second. Like, when he comes out, the, the reaction is really loud. And then he gets in the ring and he talks, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, wait, why are we cheering? Why are we cheering like this? And then the pot falls. Of course. All right. We're about a, we're about 45 minutes into the show now, so I want to get you guys to talk about what you want to talk about. Dan, I know you got some stuff you need to discuss. Oh, there was a New Japan show. There's one later tonight, by the way, like, you know, at four in the morning or some shit. Because yeah, which I'll be, I'll be sleeping, but... But I will watch it tomorrow. But there was the new beginning in Osaka, and it was a good show, but it wasn't as good as Wrestle Kingdom, which, no shit. But the but big still story worth watching, is, right? Yes, we're still worth watching. But the big story is, is that the Bullet Club has all the titles except for the IC title. Uh-oh. Now, here's, here's a really interesting question. I almost wonder if there's some type of an expert who would be able to discuss what's happening right now. Yes! I would love to talk about Dicey Title! <laughs> hey Japan. Arnold, welcome back Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. It's great to have it a is. future Hall of Fame on the show, isn't it? <laughs> well, Jeez. I mean, we have Jesse Ventura sometimes, and he's a Hall of Famer. I said future Hall of Famer! Oh, okay. Well, what an honor. You're welcome. So, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger, we're talking yes. about how the Bullet Club has all the titles in New Japan except for the IC title right now. The IC title, yes. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura still has it, but he is tonight. He is facing Yuji Nagata, but Yuji Nagata is not in the Bullet Club, so they still can't get the title. I don't know a single word about what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> The, the only part I understood was the IC title. <laughs> so yes. do, you think, do you think Nagata's going to beat Nakamura? Um. Yes. 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 And he's yes. walking out the room. Yes. Watch the wire. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is my favorite show on HBO. <laughs> Oh, thank. Oh, it's great to have Arnold here. Thanks for that. So, oh, yes. thank you for that, Dan. <laughs> so yes, on on New I Japan. I can't say don't trip over the wire either, because what if something happens that makes him really angry about it? <laughs> so yes, the Young Bucks won the Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. Kenny Omega retained the Junior Heavyweight Title. 
Carl uh, Anderson and Doc Gallows regained the tag titles back, and AJ Styles won the world heavyweight title from Tanahashi. It's awesome. I gotta check that show out. So it's a good yeah, show. New Japan is just so awesome. It's to watch. like the best, like the best pure wrestling. Yes, because again, it's it was a wrestling show. There wasn't like any ref bumps and bullshit. There was no bullshit. Any, there, there was no bullshit. Just body slams. Just body. Slams. There wasn't like, you know, a twenty-minute talking segment in the end. Although it ended with a twenty-minute talking segment as the Bullet Club. <laughs> you uh, mean? You uh, mean nobody in, New, in the ring? <laughs> nobody in New Japan called out somebody for a face-to-face so they could later have a face-to-face. That's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there were no God. run-ins. There's like no beatdowns. It's just like you know. Yeah. Alright. Um, any other n- notes you want to talk about, Dan? That is all about the New Japan's... Again, again, there's a show tonight, New Beginning in Sendai. Awesome. So watch it tomorrow. Uh, Pat, I know you have something you want to talk about on SmackDown, for okay. sure. Okay, I have a couple of things, actually, and we've covered most of the big points at this, at this point in the show, so these are just random musings that I noticed during the week. Um, so feel free to expand upon these. So the authority wants to cause dissension nope. between Roman Don't Reigns. Don't want to expand on that. Well, they want to cause dissension between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Why? They're what does that They're have to do with already anything? facing each other in right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's so tag them up anything. and make them hate each. Why? Let's yeah, tag them doesn't... up. Put them in a freaking boring, the most boring tag team turmoil of all time, and have it last two thirds of the episode of SmackDown. Oh my God, that was a terrible episode of SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not see this episode of SmackDown. From what I understand, I don't need to. And there's like a small smattering again when uh, the match ended and Daniel Bryan did almost everything and Roman Reigns tagged in. He, Roman Reigns hits the spear, boo. And then during the match, or after the match, Daniel Bryan's like, why'd you do that? Uh, I had the match all wrapped up. I did everything. And he pushes oh, yeah, Roman Reigns yeah, to the biggest spear setup ever. Yeah, he, he hits the ropes and then spear. He's like, whoa! The most, awkward, <laughs> the most awkward spear of all time. Not in how he executed it, but how the fans responded to it. <laughs> no, how he executed it was kind of odd, though. He's like, oh, good thing there was a rope here. What would he have rebounded against any place else? He would have just kept going for eternity backwards, being pushed. For all eternity. Well, an object in motion stays in motion until it's actually <laughs> he would have still been outside been... force. <laughs> yes. He would have still been running backwards until Big Show and Kane chokeslammed each other at the exact same time. E equals MC Roman? So. God, Lord. Another musing. Why are Fandango and Adam Rose feuding? Are they even because feuding? Because they have nothing better to do with them. Yes, and they're not even heels. feuding. They're not even well, feuding. They're just having a match every fucking show. And no, but Fandango's <laughs> talking smack about the Rosebuds, who Adam oh, Rose no. doesn't like anyway. Yeah, he refuses yeah. to do the trust fall now. He's like, you guys dropped me twice, so fuck you. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, they could actually work with a feud like that because Rose is a partier and Fandango's supposed to be classy. So it's like the two opposite spectrum. But no, we won't do that because that would actually make sense. Fuck and get you, the- funny. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually get the guys over. Hey, speaking of storylines with no conclusion, how about we're, that storyline? We're just killing time till the bunny comes back. That's all we're doing. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, 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 oh. 
So, yes, as Dan said, during SmackDown, about an hour of SmackDown was a tag team turmoil match. Um, after... Um. After the, well, part of it was good and part of it was bad. But after four, four teams, <laughs> right? And after they defeat the Usos, who which took, <laughs> which took more than half of that time. And Brian holds in the yes lock about two seconds too long. After Roman just punched both of them in the face, he's like, "What you doing, man? They my cousins." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "So they argue as they go to commercial. They come back from commercial. They're still arguing. Sheamus comeback promo." They're still arguing. In Am the I middle of the fucking match, the Sheamus comeback promo. Am I to believe that a Sheamus promo came on? Because you've been to a WWE event before. The lights go dark. Sheamus promo plays. These two are still arguing in the center of the ring, and nobody cares to turn to see, oh, yeah, that guy's coming back. And on this shit show, uh, certain people's main problem with the episode was that Seth Rollins wasn't booked. Okay, ready for another problem? <laughs> Michael Cole, much like myself, does not know the difference between Los Matadores and just gives up. <laughs> um, That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Primo, I guess, fights out of a hold, and he just goes, Los Matadores fighting out of a hold there. He just gives up. Both of them fight out of a single hold. <laughs> a random, another musing, Heath Slater is now big haircut. Um, and the Ascension come out as the second-to-last team. They beat the crap out of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan on the outside. But here's what's going to get the Ascension fired. Ready? They throw Roman Reigns over the table, and Jerry Lawler's notes land on his face. So you could see everything from the show right on Roman Reigns' stupid face. <laughs> and, uh, and then they get DQ'd. <laughs> yes, they get disqualified, so they will not be wrestling in Australia anytime soon. Oh, they've been Dairy Queen. And uh, at, then Big Show and Kane come out. And, and guess they, what happened? Well, they've been trying to cause, get this, dissension between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns for no reason whatsoever. I mean, two guys that are, have to face each other in a week, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. then that, Big Show gets the pissed best and punches Kane in the face. Does not turn face, so shut up, internet. He punches him in the face, and he goes, Oh, man, what a do? And then he loses the match. The heels just disagreed. <laughs> and you got worked if you think Big Show turned face again. Jesus. Oy. Such a oy, fucking oy. boring episode of SmackDown. All right. Um, I got I got two other notes here before we move on to the segments. Oh, was um, one that Bull and... Uh, Baron Corbin was terrible because I think that's the only thing I no, forgot to was, talk about. Lance. That was not, and you don't have to talk about that at all. That was a great um, bathroom break. Uh, Matt McFarland asked us if we any of us actually had the pleasure of watching Chikara's season fifteen premiere called The New Start, mostly nope, because he he wants us to check out the Icarus versus Chuck Taylor match. And now that you've brought it up, I definitely will. But he also wants to know if you think WWE would ever look into signing a guy like Chuck Taylor, and I just don't think they would. They got enough small guys that can work. Yeah, that's pretty much their attitude, so. I mean, I never thought they'd sign El Generico, and they did. So, who knows? I'm not yeah, going to say. anything's possible. Uh, never say never. Oh, what's what, one thing I always loved. I'm a big uh, Justin Bieber fan. No, of course you are. I don't know. We, we didn't talk about Lucha at all. Well, the big thing about Lucha is that El Alberto El Patron is there, and the main event was him talking for five minutes. About passion Great. and why, and why he's been where he's been, 
and stuff like that. And then, like, I don't know who the fucking guy's name is, but it was the guy he beat for the AAA title showed up and started beating him with a rope. Was he whipping him like a government mule? Yes. Back yes. behind the tool shed. <laughs> um, the last note I have is uh, Dan Dahl wants us to discuss that Jake the Snake Roberts is now going to do stand-up comedy. Oh, he's doing a show uh, he somewhere in Jersey. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I want to see this because I feel like I'd get really depressed. Yes, because I don't depression. think it's going to be funny at all. And then there was the time that I almost died. Don't laugh, it's not funny. Like, I'm thinking back to his Hall of Fame speech. I'm like, how's he going to do stand up? Unless he's going to do a complete 180 on his Hall of Fame speech and just rip on himself. All he's going to do is say it with an upbeat tone. <laughs> I think he talked about that, too, in, uh, in an interview with DDP. And he's like, He's like, bro, you don't do comedy. You just tell stories. He's like, you just talk about life. LOL, the best comedians don't do comedy. They tell stories. Yep. True story. All right. Um, Any other notes from wrestling this week before we move on to our segments? I'm trying to think. Nope. Yeah, if you have to, if you have to think that hard, then there probably wasn't anything. All right, guys. It was bad. The show was 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 pretty good still, but nothing of note. Yeah, I did not actually get to check out Lucha this week, but I will. I didn't see Impact because it's airing not right now yet still. So. (laughs) All right, guys. It's time for Troll Truth. And this week's Troll Truth is going to be a little bit different because it's going to be a little bit serial, but something I want to address. And I think every single one of you can kind of agree with this, or at least the open-minded people will. Very, very close friend of mine. Um, He's actually part of our Club Kayfabe group, and out of respect for him and what he's going through, I'm not going to bring his name up. But he recently came out of the closet this week, and his mother, incredibly supportive mother, all but disowned him because of this announcement and i gotta tell you guys flat out it's 2015 it really bothers me that that mindset still exists but what makes it worse is that you're doing this to your children and my philosophy is this and feel free to disagree with me if you guys do but i feel like if you're gonna be a parent and you're that worried that your kid might grow up to one day be attracted to the same sex don't be a parent just don't have kids then because there's so many worse things your kid could do than just decide one day hey i'm a dude who likes dudes give me a break he's not doing drugs he's not joining a gang he's not murdering people like why i I just don't understand why this is still such a big deal especially when it's your own kid like that bothers me i could never envision doing something like that to my own child just being like oh my god you don't like something that i think you should like well you know what then you're not my kid anymore get the fuck out of here i don't know do i do you feel like it's like a wrong mindset or should be allowed to breed yeah i'm sure people think that too hell son if he's coming out of the damn closet he better make sure them damn clothes are folded Oh, oh my God! Stonefold. Stone yes, Stonefold is here. Hell, if he's coming out of that damn closet, he better bring a little packet of Snuggle, some Tide. What? What? Ajax. What? Ajax? Yeah, Ajax makes laundry detergent too. You dumb son of a bitch. Febreze. What? Gonna need some fabric softener. 
<laughs> yeah, you've already mentioned that. <laughs> damn dryer sheets. You know, I'll read the damn dryer sheets when I find out all the damn wrestling news. What? <laughs> dryer sheets. Wow. Yeah, dirt Good. sheets just wait too Good. damn dirty. Good God. Right, well, make sure the damn Cole. things are folded. And that's the laundry line. Cause Stone Fold said so. And of course, gay people know how to fold their clothes, right? Oh my God. Do, do you see what he's doing? He's standing up over there and he's. And I, I used to see him with two beers. He's got two things of Febreze and he's dumping them over himself. That, <laughs> that is, is one clean, wet shirt. Reese doesn't clean shit. It makes it smell better. Asshole. Asshole. Okay. Oy vey. Oy vey. I smell like damn spring breeze right now. What? She don't smell a summer breeze. <laughs> douche. Speaking of douche, it's time for Facebook comments. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This week, WWE actually put out a photo of the the Sting confrontation with Triple H, but it's oh, they're going to say Seth Rollins' penis. Well, that's a penis. <laughs> that looks like a big old penis. And it was what if it was the arrow that showed up to confront Triple Ooh, H instead? I, I marked out for this. <laughs> Now, originally, I thought, "Oh, what I'll do is I'll I'll put various, very various variations on the you have failed this." But I realized that there's about 500 of them on the thread, including one from somebody from our group in our group. (laughs) So I decided, no. So you know, there's about 500 of those. So if you want to read them, read them. But instead, I got you these. That would be my Fav Munfay Night Raw in history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fav Munfay Night Raw. Uh, Next one's all caps, so get ready. Emilio! Like I don't know why no one was tagged. So, EO? <laughs> it's just Emilio, all in caps, oh, with okay. a bunch of O's at the end. Extra Emilio Estevez? I don't know. No one was tagged. It just says Emilio. <laughs> no idea. I really hope this poor soul doesn't think Emilio Estevez is Green Arrow. <laughs> Plays the arrow. <laughs> that wasn't Sarah. Sarah's anyway. dead. That dead, Triple dead. H, that Triple H confronting Sting portion was the best part of WWE Raw since two three years. Oh great! Guess what? This is not a picture of that. <laughs> the best Raw since two three years. Yeah, what f it had been CM Punk. That's because there was no U in there, just PNK. Punk. CMPNK. I prefer our... CMPNK. You probably do it. PNK. 
Tobias Punke. Yes, Tobias Punke. And our last totally on topic is Charles Bronson in the Death Wish film. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? I guess because he's a vigilante, because he's taking justice into his own hands. Oh, okay. Which, I, by I, the way, there is like multiple Death Wish films. So saying the Death Wish film. Which, by the way, they did put a period at the end of their sentence, but there was a space between the last word and the period. Of course. Because that's how something structure works. Was, um... Oh wait, you're you're blocked, right? So there was no hey hey Manya comment on this. I I am not living the blocked life. I am living oh, the wow. never been friends life. Like there's no. It would have been better if it were the Flash. Uh, if if ever he commented on WWE once, of course, since we're not friends, he would he wouldn't be pushed to the top. So I would have to find him, and I don't feel like doing the search for him. We'll just search for something that says full and then 18 million A's and then an SH. Okay. Flash. Hullock. I think it's time for wait, the part wait. of the show. Could I, could I discuss something first? Because I've, I've come up with a small idea as far as merchandising for the show. And I want to know if anyone thinks this is a good idea and if we can get someone to design it. I think the first Club Cave Vape official t-shirt should be green, and it should be the Hullock Club. So, if anyone oh likes that idea, <laughs> please, by all means, if anyone's uh, capable enough to design an awesome logo similar to the Bullet Club but with Hulk's face or something, I, I would love to do Hullock Club t-shirts for the Club Cave Vape podcast. Whoa! Somebody just dropped out. Yeah, because apparently his mic stopped working. Awesomeness. <laughs> hey, I've got the on. questions ready, but I can't talk. It's time for Points Are Buried, but we don't have a host. So is this time for Let's Talk About Other TV Shows We Watched This Week? Of course. Do-do-do-do-do-do. So, uh, that Walking Dead there. Yeah, dude, plus one, minus one on black guys. Oh my god, yeah, we we gained a scrawny one, though. Yeah, but and everyone hates him, too, so that's, like, the best. And we got, like, a million cameos. Literally, like, yep. a million. And then, like, the one little girl is, like, way older now, so she's, like, bigger than the other one, so they made her sit down the entire time. <laughs> All right, am I back online? You, you are back yeah. online. And Yay. that's our segment, What Are Pat and Dan Watching on TV This Week? <laughs> oh, thanks for that, guys. I hope you um, enjoyed it. I was trying to get your attention because I had a breaking troll truth to make it a little fun because mine was kind of heavy-handed. But, uh, hey, man, I have a really good idea for the Brian Reigns feud. What if they pulled the 94 and say they both get a title shot, but in separate one-on-one -on -one matches? I think that'd be so much more interesting than doing just another triple threat. Why don't we pull a 94 and kill a famous musician? <laughs> Why doesn't someone pull a 94 and design those Hullock Club t-shirts already? <laughs> Good lord. I'm telling you. 
First Club Cafe merchandise, Hullock Club t-shirts. I still, I still heard everything you guys said, except for the part where I reached I'm sure, my I'm mic. sure the first Club Cafe shirt for reels is just going to have the logo on it. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> okay, well, Hullock Club t-shirt coming soon. And, and on the I- back it says... Hey man, home of home of true wrestling fans. No, the A man shirt is going to be separate. Home of true wrestling fans will be on the front of the shirt because it's the fucking logo. <laughs> Club Cafe. I want to make a Cafe Cafe. Yeah, we come up with like with different food items and put a menu on the back, like Roadkill Cafe style. And yeah. uh, so, speaking of the show growing. <laughs> Uh, and being part of a giant media ball and looking like, at the idea like of possibly penis. doing merchandise. Uh, you could also go to www.clubcafabe.com. Yes. We have yes, our own. You know, spelled presence. correctly. Yes. <laughs> yes. There is a clubkfabe.com now, and it's awesome, and I'm super stoked about this. And I want to give a huge shout out to Rob McDermott for doing this for us. The vanilla midget himself. Rob, you the man. You the man. You the man, man. All right, y'all. It, it, should, is it time for the last segment of the show? Your I favorite segment? It's time to find out. All right. This week, are you getting points or are you getting buried? Okay. So this week we talked about how, and this uh, this actually Robert Atkins' suggestion, or it was inspired by something that he said. So I'm going to give him the cut credit. out all carbs and see how you feel. <laughs> yes. All right. We all know that Hulk has his Hulkamaniacs. Hulk Jericho <laughs> has his Jerichoholics. <laughs> Test has his <clears throat> testicles. But uh, what about some others? What about some other fans? Seth Rollins for has his penis. Yeah. So I asked you guys to pick a wrestler, and it could be somebody that even has a name for their fans already. The only rule was you can't duplicate anybody, and come up with a name for their fans. So, you guys ready to hear these? Just try and stop me. Okay. So our first group of fans are are T.L. Hopper's Dingleberries. Oh my god. That's just that's instant points. <laughs> so and the license to print money, bring him back. Bring him <laughs> back. Bring back TL Hopper. Who was the guy who played TL Hopper? Did he do anything else other than be TL Hopper? I don't know. Somebody Wikipedia that. Watch you be someone like that's like very famous in wrestling. And it was <laughs> very, like very famous now. Thing. Of course. Like the worst thing. Oh, it turns out Seth Rollins' penis. Was T- Seth Rollins' penis was T.L. Hopper. Okay. Yep, that's right. All right. All right, next. Oh, and that was uh, Joey Image who got the points there. Speaking of Joey Image, our next entry is Joey Image, and his fans are called the Image Gallery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised his fans aren't JPEGs, but that's still really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like JPEGs. Joe Images JPEGs. Still, I think you guys at least like the entry. So. Yes, it gets points. All right, Randy Reagan, you get points. But Joe Images JPEGs. I think we need to bring that up for the final five. <laughs> I'm going to make sure somebody in during one of the matches, and maybe it'll be our own Big Jan Batista, can make a sign that says, I'm a JPEG. <laughs> Big Jan, if you're listening to this, make it happen, man. All right. 
Next is Daniel Bryan and his goat heads. So what's next? <laughs> so what happens here? Oh, um, you get buried. Taylor and Chadwick. T.L. Hopper wasn't really anybody of no otherwise. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Draws has fans, and they're called the Cripples. Oh. <laughs> that's just, that's just been me. on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the home of wheel wrestling fans. No. <laughs> oh, uh. that's terrible. I cringed. I cringed. What does that mean? That means he gets cringe points. Cringe points to Matt McFarland. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Next is Owen Hart's fans, which are called the Fallen Ones. Oh. 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 Those are cringies. Oh, that... Yeah, if there were an award show called The Cringies, you probably would have won one of them. So, yes. <laughs> Cringe points. <laughs> Halfway Dude. through the year, we should do The Cringies and an end the year with the Fabies. God. <laughs> so, uh, that would be Jason Shin with The Fallen Ones. Oh. All right. Next. RVD and Big E were almost a tag team. Their fans were going to be called I-Fivers. Oh, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I say that gets points. And then joining them as DDP as their manager. Self high fivers. <laughs> uh, that was Robert Atkin. So good for you for getting points for the game you came up with. Kay. Three stars aren't enough. He needs five. <laughs> All right. Next, Bray Wyatt and his Braytheists. Hmm. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. It actually seems legit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that points, not because it made me laugh, but because I think it's a good idea. <laughs> there you go. All right, Andrew Whitaker, you get points. Oh, really? Fuck. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Almost as bad as giving points to Charles Hardman. Hold your thought. <laughs> <laughs> he may or may not have an entry coming up. All right. Next we have. Bastion Booger and the Snot Squad. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's gross. That's great. I, I give that points. Points to Mike Simsack for being part of the Snot Squad. <laughs> he wasn't the. Oh, yeah, he didn't do the cripple joke, did he? No, he did not do the cripple joke. Matt Awesome did. <laughs> okay. Next is uh, Alberto Del Rio. And his Anglophiles. Wow. That means people who love England that aren't from England. <laughs> I was like, I don't think this applies. So, no, no points. So, no, no points? Or? Well, some would say that he gets buried. Yep. And some would also say that he can't well. Oh, you know, he just welled last week. Yeah, Two weeks back. in a row. He's except for the in... one that didn't air. He's not even in he's not even in the last tier of points anymore. He has one fifty. <laughs> but he oh, really well. hate this week. Well, you know, like he isn't doing so bad that he's beating docked points, so Yeah, there you go. That's true. 
All right. You could you could do worse. <laughs> That's true. All right. Next, you have Kizarni and the twelve people who remember who the fuck Kizarni was. <laughs> so I guess I'm one of those people. <laughs> They're not even his fans. They're just people who remember him. Who remembered who he was. Oh, that's great. That's great. That gets points. I'm crying. That's hilarious. All right. Good job. Dylan Mewshaw. Do, 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 do. Lift arms, pyro. Lift other arm, pyro. Lift both arms, mega pyro. Yes. <laughs> and the stock ticker in the background says pyro is up. <laughs> All right. Next is a uh, Bob Backlund's Straight Jacket Society. Kind of funny, but not really. No points. Uh-oh. Sorry, Dad. Oh well. Nice try, Chris Wright. But this week you are wrong. I mean, buried. <laughs> okay. Chris wrong. Next is the Miz and his Mizfits. That actually was the name of his fans. Disqualified. So Matthew McFarlane. Matthew. Oh wait, Matt, disqualified Matt or negative Hardman. points for using a real thing? Matt Hardman's Barry. <laughs> bum bum bum. This you was what like, I was discussing earlier in the week that I saw, and I was like, "Fuck that entry." <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to that one. All right. Next is Chris Benoit and the Bowflex Brigade. <laughs> Oh my god. A Bowflex doesn't have wires. How do you hang from a Bowflex? That's the joke. Because <laughs> if you hang yourself, it just bows over and you just sit there. It just bows. <laughs> oh no. Oh yes, Bowflex. <laughs> He's going to come out with a Lex Luger gimmick when he comes back. Oh man. <laughs> he just goes around to various gyms and homes and scratches out the W in people's Bowflexes. God. <laughs> or just paints over it. Good lord. Alright, so what do you think of that? Um, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Do I want to... I'm not going to give it points. I'm going to bury it. Alright, so you just buried him down under. You're going to bury it because you cherish it so much you don't want it to disappear. Yep. I see and I I didn't I didn't know that was a guy that I blocked. So oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the Katie Vick reference on Raw. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. They're like because they're like why would you Daniel put Kane in a casket dead people go in there and he's like uh, you, booked, there. you booked me in the match you dumb bitch also wouldn't you you guys love that stuff right and what your husband used to do in there yeah I got a kick out of that I thought his first thing was like uh you booked me in the match <laughs> that's what was so funny about that <laughs> Um, you guys are retarded. <laughs> the dead and decay go into caskets. <laughs> I screw brains out. Do you remember I hate caskets from Heidenreich, except Pat improved on it? I hate <laughs> baskets. Well woven baskets. <laughs> that's a good that's a blast from the past. <laughs> I know Gene. <laughs> Oh god, dude, babies. The breathe off at Survivor Series. <laughs> I like your poetry. I like what you do to babies. Oh, creep Hunt sauce. Them. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, here's another entry. Davy Boy Smith. His fans are the Pound Puppies. It's a lot of dead air that just started <laughs> happening. Is that because he's dead? <laughs> I, I think I'll just delete this entry now. David Boy Smith Jr. <laughs> so remember what you were saying about what you were going to do when we got to Charles Hardman's entry? Well, you can go ahead and uh, do what you wanted to do. Oh, so I can bury it. Yep. Okay. Next next is Ron Simmons with the damn nation. Of domination? Of buried. Oh, Burial to Siobhan Ferguson. Mm. Man, he's he's been on a roll lately, but I guess he's just off this week. All right, okay. Kamala. His fans would be called My Legs. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's just... Oh. That's cringe points to the maximum. That, that's cringy. <laughs> Those just regular cringe points? Yes. Or? Okay. Yes, but, but I cringed. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's just cringe points. All right. I was going to say cringe <laughs> twice, but... Well, well, Glenn also said that he was going to hell for that one, and... Okay, God. All right, guys, we're in the biggie countdown now with how many entries are left. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, next, we have Gene Snitsky's zits, because they always pop for him. Oh. Oh. Disgusting. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is... Follow me on this one. This is double the cringe points. So it's 100 points. Got it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Dan Dahl with 100 points. Oh. But it's not points. They're so is cringe it still, points. Is, is it still buried because it didn't get regular points? No. no cringe, cringe points cringe still points count as count. not being buried, but they're not regular points. But Don't you know how this works with these arbitrary rules? Yeah, arbitrary rules are arbitrary. Alright, how about uh, Jerry Lawler's fans are called the Molested. I would think those would not be his fans. <laughs> so it could be all the sex offenders that live in the uh, Sudden Valley development. Jeez. No points. You know, Arrested Development Season 4. Yep. You buried. Uh-oh. That was points leader Ellis Holmes. Oh. Uh-oh. People That's are coming happened. for you, son. He went back to the well. He went He went up to the top rope, even though he knew the Jerry Lawler joke wouldn't work again. Okay. Next is uh, Stephanie McMahon and her breast friends. Boobs. Were you saying boo or boobs? <laughs> I was saying boobs. You know, it's another word that begins with B. Buried boobs. My wife's <laughs> buried boobs. All right. Sorry, Jeff Trellowitz. Good try, though. All right. Next, we have... Oh, I get that joke from the show I've never watched. Yeah, no, you don't. Right. Next, we have... The Von Ericks and their Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> wow. 
We get like Deadshot and Deadshot. Wow. Deadshot, <laughs> <Holy> yes. <laughs> Wait, was it, isn't Deadshot dead Carrie? Or was he shot dead? No, none of them were murdered. They weren't Dino Bravo or Bruiser Brody. They all committed suicide. I know. <laughs> no, the one just died in Japan because he's dumb. Which one was that? The first one that died? Oh. Whatever his name was, David, David Von Eric. Okay, that gets that gets points. I, I feel like Melissa Hatfield submitted that one. It's because she did. Because she wow. the monopoly Guess on what? the Von Eric. Guess kids. what? Cringe points too. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, man, she's rocking that one fifty. Girl then, points. Oh, come back. <laughs> girl points. Girl points. Which everyone knows, girl points aren't actually worth anything, but we oh. make them believe that they are worth. Something. Oh, <laughs> so a thousand girl points. <laughs> <laughs> so write to Dan Peck, care of Dan at clubcapefabe.com. Email because you can email him directly now. <laughs> Apparently, but we don't have access to the emails. Yeah, yet. don't email. <laughs> don't email us because we won't read them. <laughs> All right, the last entry is Mike Awesome's hangers. Oh, oh. Oh my god. Just like the cringe week, bro. This is the cringe week. <laughs> That's a double cringe. Double cringe. 100 points to Don Mario. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time to choose your winner. Oh, wow. You got T.L. Hopper's Dingleberries. You've got the Image Gallery. You you also have the High Fivers, which is the RVD Biggie tag team. The Brathius, the Snot Squad, the 12 people who remember who the fuck Kazarni was, <laughs> his legs for Kamala, Snitsky Zitz, the Von Eric Suicide Squad, and Mike Awesome's Hangers. I, I really like the 12 people who remember who the fuck Kazarni was. I, I feel like that's the one you were going to pick, because you guys popped the hardest for that one. I really think that's hilarious. So that means your winner this week is that is Dylan Mewshaw, and once wow. again, a different winner for the 2015 game. I was saying, it's a first-timer, right? Seven, I believe. seven weeks, seven different winners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe this is Dylan's first time actually being a winner for the game, so good job, man. Yeah. <laughs> These guys brought their A-game this week, and uh, I already have an idea of what next week is going to be, but uh, just to keep it in mind, it will involve Bo Dallas and the Bo Flex. Can you uh, make sure that on the stats that Melissa gets a thousand girl points, but girl points don't count? Oh my god! Because because <laughs> inherent sexism. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat, how are you spending your Valentine's Day again? Oh, single. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, guys, uh, uh, for those of us who are chronically single, it's just going to be Saturday. Chronic. Chronic. Wait, wait, did you say Saturday or Saturday? <laughs> Saddest day. <laughs> Darkest timeline day. Saddest day means you're going to watch Fifty Shades. Let's not discuss what I'm being forced to do this weekend. Hey, Fifty Shades of Grey. Why don't you just go watch Kingsman while she goes in to see Fifty Shades? Yeah, that'll, that'll go laid. over well. <laughs> that'll go over real well. Just be like, I really have to go to the bathroom and then disappear for two hours and nine minutes. Cut a hole in the uh, bottom of your popcorn, and then all your popcorn falls out. It sucks. Don't... I know, right? I'm not doing that. Jeez. <laughs> Butter gets all over your crotch. It's nasty. 
<laughs> uh, why would I take relationship advice from a guy who gave up the best thing ever? The best thing in his life. Oi, oi, oi. For right, some well. of us, that isn't an option. What was that thing? That was ridiculously funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, bonus troll truth, but hey, man. Bo- also, second bonus <laughs> Also posted about how he, there was something about, like, ways to ways to spend Valentine's Day. And he's just like, uh, well, you know, for some of us, being in a relationship just isn't an option. It's just like, well, in your case, there's more to it than it just that. It was something that freaking Zoe Deschanel posted. That's right. No, it, it wasn't. Was. It was just a picture of her. Oh. Or wasn't it? Oh, no, she posted something else I read the other day was just a picture of her. It's just a picture. Oh, it was the meme that uh, the ideal woman for me is most likely at home watching Netflix, and so I'll never meet her. <laughs> and he's like, he's probably one of those people who I, I don't understand where oh, he knows her yeah, from. The, I, all right, I found it. The quote was, I'd rather be in no relationship at all than a bad one. He's like, well, easy to say when it's an effortless decision for you. It's effortless for you to just be in a relationship with any person who comes in your path. Who comes in your path? No. No. That is some kinky shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> and my room smells like curry, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. And I don't know I'm why having low main. <laughs> I don't have curry in here. Anyway. <sighs> Oh, guys. Ready for this week, fellas? Yeah, that's it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Giant Media Ball, for having us. Thank you, Stitcher, for continuing to support us. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure you've canceled us so many times already, but that's all Vince's fault. Happy Valentine's Day to all those people who are all- not single and won't want to slit their wrist tomorrow. Guess what, Pat? It's still Galentine's Day. It is Galentine's Day. And it's also Friday the 13th as we record right now. So no one have sex and you'll be good. Tomorrow right, wait till tomorrow. Day, not today. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you for all for tuning in. And we will see you next week here on The Fabe. www.clubkfabe.com. Giantmediaball.com. Giant Meatballs. <laughs>